All right. Hey, everyone. Um, it's your boy, uh, Dr. J, um, Sean Christopher Jenkins. Um, yeah, so I have a series I want to do with you guys. I don't know what the heck I'm going to call it. I don't know um, how I'm going to do it because with preaching and teaching the Bible, it's all about delivery. You know what I mean? Like all the greatest speakers you see and hear, they deliver better than most people. When I say great, you know what I mean. Like there's some preachers you would rather listen to than other ones, right? And so, um, yeah, with this series, I just want to make sure I orchestrate just everything, orchestrate and package everything perfectly that God has put on my heart. Like, um, so I'm going through the book of First Corinthians chapter 7. All right. So First Corinthians 7 is such a powerful passage, guys. If you have never read it, if you have never studied it, you should totally do it. Because, man, that passage just touched my soul so much. And, um, you know, as a future pastor and uh, teacher of the Bible, evangelist, whatever I'm going to be, I don't know. I got to pray on that um, and just keep on doing. Uh, you learn by doing, basically. But anyways, I got to keep on serving the Lord in order to figure out. But uh, what was I going to say? I don't even remember. But yeah, as a, a teacher and evangelist, yeah, all that stuff. Like, I'm going to be giving uh, marital advice a lot. And uh, if I ever gave anybody marital advice, if I ever was to tell a couple what to look out for in marriage and stuff like that, or just their approach towards marriage, you should always go to the Bible. The Bible is your guide. God created marriage. Why would you go anywhere else for, you know, any kind of advice when it comes to something he created? You know, you're making a covenant with God when you marry somebody. Like I learned so much just from First Corinthians seven and First Corinthians six. Both of those two chapters touched me the most. But I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go back to First Corinthians six some other time. But I cannot not talk about First Corinthians seven. All right, and I'm gonna start off with a story. So with this video, I'm gonna do a whole lot of videos on First Corinthians seven. I'm gonna try to. I pray God gives me everything I need to do it. But with this with this video, all I'm talking about is, uh, the title is Minister Unto Your Spouse, right? So I'm going to start off telling you a story, guys. You ready for a story real quick? All right, so there's a godly couple. They've been married for 12 years, right? And they have three kids together, all right? They did everything right. They didn't have sex before they got married. They didn't uh, live together before they got married. They waited to do everything until they got married, right? Which is rare, right? In the day's time period, right? All right, so the woman ended up, you know, getting text messages from another guy, you know, and then she ended up getting phone calls from another guy, right? The same other guy, right? Then she ended up meeting this other guy. That's not her husband, right? And then all this spiraled and led to her eventually going to this guy's house. And then after that, it led to her regularly going to this guy's house for sex. And so this Christian couple tend to go to marriage counseling, but they haven't gone in a while, right? And so this Christian couple went to marriage counseling and uh, again, to, you know, rekindle their love or whatever was going on. I don't know. Um, so use your imagination. All right. <laughs> so uh, the woman ended up during the counseling session confessing her sin to her spouse. And to that 
counselor, right? And so the counselor asked, you know, what do you think, uh, what do you, after the wife told, uh, you know, the husband and the counselor everything, the counselor asked the husband, you know, what do you think about all this? And the husband said, um, you know, Christ died for me. I'm going to die for this. <laughs> he got on his knees, looked at his wife and said, Christ died for me. So I, I'm going to die to this. And so the whole point of that story is minister unto your wife. So with this series on 1 Corinthians 7, man, love is a powerful thing. And like as a Christian, guys, it's, it's different for unbelievers. We ain't talking about unbelievers. We ain't talking about people that don't believe the Bible, don't care about the Bible, don't apply the Bible to their lives. This message ain't for them, right? 1 Corinthians 7 ain't for them. It'll just offend them, right? 1 Corinthians 7 is a totally different beast, right? So everything that this passage has to tell everybody is totally offensive. It's not what the culture does. But as Christians, this is our hope. This is what we abide by. This is what we do, right? So the whole point of that story is, is like, if you are called by God to turn the other cheek with your enemies, what do you think you're supposed to do with your spouse when they wrong you? You guys get what I'm saying? If if your spouse offends you, hurts you, does anything that you don't like, what are you called to do? Are you called to hold a grudge? Are you called to retaliate, repay evil for evil? If you're not allowed to do that with your enemies as a believer, what the heck do you, makes you think you're allowed to do that in the household? And that's the problem in today's culture, in today's world. They don't, they they marry for the wrong reasons. They're in a relationships for the wrong reasons. And they don't know what love is, right? So like I was saying with this video, man, minister unto your spouse. You know, marriage is your first ministry. Marriage is your primary ministry, right? So so many people, they don't look at it like that, but this is how Christians should look at marriage. Like if your marriage ain't right, how in the world are you going to speak to anybody, right? Like, and that goes back to like, there's so many Bible verses I could pull out right now. And it kind of go back to 1 Corinthians 13. I did a whole series on that on my YouTube channel. I ain't done with that series. I need to do way more videos on it. But with that series, man, at the very beginning of 1 Corinthians 13, Paul was saying, you know, if I have, if I can speak in tongues and I can speak in all languages, you know, if I could heal all people and did all kinds of miracles, all the miracles that you could possibly do, you know, as a child of God, if I could do all of them, you know, if I could, uh, if I had faith that, you know, faith of more faith than anybody else to ever exist, you know, if I could speak better than everybody else, but I, if I didn't have love, and but I had all those things, it wouldn't matter. Like I am nothing. It means nothing because love is everything guys. And like, Love, man, it should be you. Like, love should be everything that just is exuberant. You know, love should be everything that flows out of you. It should be your whole being, right? And if people don't feel that in your household, in your home, people who see you on a day-to-day basis, who are the closest to you and the most intimate with you than anybody else, how, and guys, you see the, you see the hypocrisy? Like you can put on a show for everybody else in the world. They ain't around you. 
but you can't put on a show uh and you can't play and you can't uh pretend with your spouse somebody that's with you 24 7 7 days a week that's sleeping in the same bed as you and see all your habits and everything and they're the most intimate with you right so your marriage is your number one ministry and you're called to minister to your spouse. And to, I had a few questions I want to ask you guys. What sermon is your spouse getting from your love? What message are they hearing from the Lord by how you treat them? Right? So you're, there's many ways to minister unto your wife. You you don't have to minister unto your wife through, through words only. And that's the problem. People always want to talk. They think they got to talk to try to reach people for Christ. They think they have to say something when most of the time, you know, people, people care about action, right? What, what do you do? You know, what do, what's the, where's the fruit? Like Jesus says, like, what, what do you produce? Like they, they're judging you by the way you, your demeanor, the way you, your countenance, just the way you interact with them, all that stuff, right? Like, Reaching people for Christ and ministering to your wife and the other people, like, is way bigger than just your mouth. And, you know, I'm really just, like, leading up, like, I'm building this up, guys, because, like, there's so many verses that relates to what I'm saying. So let's just get to it. Like, uh, I'm going to share my screen. Um, of course, I can't share my screen on my Instagram pages, but I'm live on uh, my two Instagram pages, Trouble Don't Last is one of them, and then my underscore daily underscore Bible is my other Instagram page. I'm live on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. I also have a podcast. It's called Upload Past Crossroads. Uh, my Facebook page and LinkedIn, I'm live on there, Sean Christopher Jenkins. And then I got a Tumblr page, Trouble Don't Last. But yeah, I just want to share that with you guys. Let me make sure I'm still sharing my screen. All right. All right. So I'm going to go to First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. And this, this passage just. It it literally backs up everything I'm saying. So in First Peter three one through six, again I'm sharing my screen. It says, "Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, the word, they may be won over without the words by the behavior of their wives." Guys, did you see that? Like, I'm gonna start highlighting so we can all see this, man. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over with words by the behavior of their wives. All right. So let me figure out how I'm going to highlight this. I think I, I figured it out. So a lot of times people talk, but nobody believes what you say, right? <laughs> so if they do not believe what you say. They may be won over. How are they won over? Without words, but by behavior. So your everyday countenance, your everyday demeanor, the way you interact with them. And like with your spouse, like everybody, so everybody put on a good show at work. Everybody put on a good show with people out in the world, but at home, you know, with your children, with your wife, with your spouse, with your parents with your brothers with your siblings like what's your behavior with them because that really tells who you are like when you've known somebody for 30 years 50 years not just known them but you're you lived with them you live with them like 
your behaviors, your real integrity, the real, your real you comes out, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. And so with this whole entire lesson, this whole entire video, man, your, your marriage is your number one ministry. So how you treat your spouse is everything, guys. It's not just something that's minuscule. It means nothing. You know, it's, it's not, it doesn't say who I am. It doesn't really depict my character. Yes, it does. You know, especially when crap hits the fan, guys. I start off with that story with that husband getting on his knee and telling his spouse that cheated on him, you know, Christ died for me. I can die to this. And that's the whole point of marriage and relationships, guys. Like we're called to not just forgive our spouse, but we're called to love them as Christ loved the church. And that's really for men, but for women as well. Like women, you're called to show God's love as well to your spouse. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but let's keep on going. Um, verse two of first Peter chapter three, when they see the purity and the reverence of your lives, all right? The purity and the reverence of your life. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Rather, it should be uh, that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their husbands like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear, right? So guys, this world puts so much emphasis on your beauty. They put so much emphasis on what they look outwardly. So outward adornments, like this pastor is saying. You know, so they put, they care about their hairstyles, they care about their nails, they care about their jewelry, their clothes, looking nice. You know, especially in the day's time period, women, they like to show off their boobs and show more cleavage, be half naked on photos. Men too, like men, we expose ourselves, you know, showing off our muscles and everything. And we do all those things, putting on a show, not really showing who we really are. Like, that's what you look like on an outward, you know, outwardly. Like, some people look like angels, but they're really devils. You know what I mean? Some people look great outwardly, but, and they can fool you. you they look so good that you think that they're an angel, but essentially they're not. You know, they're the worst people you ever met. You know, I've been, I, I, I've experienced that. So, and I'm pretty sure you have to as well. Like, this world is filled with a lot of evil people. But anyways, um, so your focus in marriage, man, it should basically be your inner self. Your inner self really dictates and shows how beautiful you are, especially as a Christian. So people put so much emphasis on like, you know, having a Bible in their hand, uh, going to church. Like this is all outward stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like singing in the choir outward, like it's about the heart. That's what God cares about the heart. Right. So when I, when I say minute, this whole video is about ministering unto your wife, ministering unto your husband, ministering to your spouse. Like marriage is your first and most important ministry. And a lot of us who are married, we put way too much emphasis on other things and we get distracted on what's most important, the home. Like God wants your home to be 
have all the fruits of the spirit. Your home should have every single fruit of the spirit that there is. So security, protection, love, peace, harmony, uh, goodness, joy, happiness, all these things. You, you know, you get, get what I'm saying? So if your home doesn't have those things, what does that say about you and what you've been doing? And you call yourself a child of God, a Christian, like marriage takes work, obviously. This Christian life takes work. It's, nobody said it would be easy. And people want the easy way out when it comes to love and marriage and, and hard work and forgiving. Like, that's the biggest thing, guys. Like, it's it's nice. It's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually do it. So like I was saying at the very beginning of this video, like, um, you know, I, as you guys know, I'm about to propose to my girlfriend. Um, and not, we're about to get married. So as a as a uh, future pastor, uh, aspiring preacher and evangelist and all that, um, one thing like I was trying to convey earlier, one thing I would you know advise people who are about to get married is just listen to all the sermons, read all the Bible passages, just go to God's word and see what he has to say about marriage. And I've been learning so much with the book of First Corinthians chapter seven, and then also just with my parents as well. Um, you know, they've been married for 30 years, uh, 31 years uh, now. So this is their 31st anniversary. And uh, just seeing them up close and personal, you know, throughout the years has been a blessing because especially, you know, I'm, I'm a black person too. If you look at like the marriage rate for black people, uh, it's not too good. It's not too good in America either. So it's not ain't just black people, but um, especially like when it comes to hu husbands being at home with your kids and stuff like that. You get what I'm trying to say. But yeah, man, like like I asked earlier, you know, what sermon are you speaking to to your spouse? Like, you know, what sermon and not speaking, what sermon do they get from your day-to-day -day interactions with them? You know, what's the message that they're hearing from God with the way that they with the way that you treat them and that the love that they receive from you? You guys get what I'm saying? And, you know, let's just bring that to relationships as well. Like some of us are dating and we're about to get married to this person. Like, how am I doing? You know, it ain't about them. You know, how are you doing? You know, like, because it takes two, but it's, it's, it's a two-way street, right? How are they doing and how are you doing? But you guys get what I'm saying, man. Minister unto your spouse. Marriage is your first ministry. And uh, yeah, I'm not even done. I said that I'm doing a whole series on First Corinthians chapter seven. So let's read First Corinthians seven. It's 40 verses. I ain't reading it, the whole thing. I'm just doing two through five to elaborate on everything that I said. All right. So let's start with verse two in First Corinthians chapter seven. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not, for your in Contentnessy. All right, so I really don't know what that word is. I had to look it up, but all right. So with verse two through five, guys, it's so powerful. With this whole entire video being about marriage is your first ministry, right? 
Marriage is your first ministry, man. Like, do you defraud and cheat your spouse? If you cheat them and jip them, and how do you cheat them? By not giving them what God told you to give them, which is your body. Your body isn't for yourself. Your body is not your own. When you're married, your body belongs to your spouse, right? They have uh, ownership over you, just like God does, you know? Well, not like God, but you guys get what I'm saying. So whatever they struggle with, you're called to meet their needs, right? Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, right? To avoid sexual immorality, to avoid Satan tempting you not for your inconsistency. So to avoid Satan tempting you, guys, that is so powerful. We got to look at what inconsistency is. And first of all, I know I'm saying it wrong. So we want to look up how to say it too. But just give me one second. I typed it in wrong. Well, I already looked it up. I got to just go to my notes here. For some reason, not popping up on Google like it did earlier. But it's basically inconsistency. So uh, inconsistency. So it basically means just to be irregular, you know, have conflict, fickleness, lack of consistency, changeable, like disagreement, all that stuff, right? So we're called to be in unity with our spouse, man. Marriage is your first ministry. Like God wants us as couples, as a married couple. Like this is supposed to, marriage is supposed to signify our relationship with God and God's relationship with the church, Christ with the church, man. So like as the church, man, we're called to always be going to God no matter what, man, no matter what sin we have, no matter what mistakes we done made, no matter how much we don't fall short, right? We're, marriage is our first ministry. You guys see what I'm saying? So we're always called to go to our spouse despite everything, right? Why? Be, to avoid, you know, the temptations that Satan throws our way. Otherwise, you're going to be tempted. Otherwise, you're going to want to go somewhere else to meet your needs that your spouse ain't giving you. That's why you don't defraud one another. How many of us defraud our spouse because they're not meeting our needs? They we we cheat our spouse and don't give them what they want because we're mad at them and we, they're not meeting our needs. So we're not going to meet theirs. Is that God's love? No. Is that what God called us to do in marriage? No. Marriage is your first ministry. Are you doing that to your spouse? You're failing your spouse, right? So defraud ye not one another except for a consent time. So both of you guys agree to this time period to give yourselves to prayer and fasting. That's the only time you do it right? To give yourself to the Lord, to focus on the Lord and growing with him in relationship with him. That's the only time you do it. And then you come back together again. That's what it says in verse five in first Corinthians uh, seven, verse five, you come back together again. So again, the wife hath not power over her own body, but the husband and likewise, also the husband hath not power over his own body, but the wife, right? This all is powerful guys, especially in today's time period, man. Like, Women think that their body's theirs and they can do what they want with it. Same thing for men. So we think we can have sex with any and everything, even when we're in a relationship. And that's not the way God created relationships to be. God created relationships to be about denying yourself. This is literally what this is talking about. This is all Bible verses, right? In marriage, you're called to deny yourself, deny how you feel, and to make sacrifices for the one you love, just like Christ did the church. Men are supposed to do that. 
as the head of the household, and we set the tone for how that relationship is going to be, and we show women how we're going to serve the Lord in that relationship by doing that, and then the women's going to follow and do that as well. Man, there's so much with this passage, man. So much, man. But let the husband render unto his the wife do benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. Guys, this is powerful, man. Like we're called to give unto our spouse the love that they desire. Everybody loves differently. And <laughs> that's not the way I want to say it, but everybody receives love differently. Everybody wants to be loved differently. And so we're not called to love people. And it's not smart to love people the way that we want to be loved, because that's probably not the way that they want to be loved. Right. That goes back to love languages like Gary Chapman or John Chapman, something like that. He wrote that book, Five Love Languages. Man, It's a good book. And he talked about how there's five love languages, physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, right? And so with these five love languages, everybody just receives loves in a different way. Mine's words of affirmation, obviously, but how, how much I talk with one of preach the, the word and teach the Bible, motivational speaker, all that stuff, right? It's pretty obvious. It's all the quotes I've put on my Instagram page and everything, Bible verses, yeah, words of affirmation. So yeah, man. So let the husband render unto his wife due benevolence. So I'm going to talk about this in other videos. But for this video specifically, guys, marriage is your number one ministry. Are you giving your spouse the love that they want to, that they desire, you know, that they deserve? Like, do we deserve anything? Heck no. Do we deserve anything good? I'm like, heck no. But as children of God, we're called to love people even when they don't deserve it, especially your spouse. Right. If you're called to love your enemies like that, like Christ did, what do you think you're supposed to do for your spouse? Somebody you married and you made a covenant with with God and told God, I'm going to love this person through sickness, through health, through sick or poor, you know, all that stuff. Richard, you know, I'm trying to say, I don't I don't know the vibes like that. I want to. So because it's so powerful. But anyways, guys, you get you guys get what I'm saying, man. And both people are supposed to do it to each other. Right. Yeah. And so it doesn't even say. You give due benevolence to like the good wife, the submitting wife, the all this type of wife. Like, no, if they're your wife, if they're your husband, even if they're bad, you do it anyways, right? So, yeah, and you're supposed to. This is a commandment by God, right? And so let's go back. To, let's go to verse two in First Corinthians seven. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. God created marriage. For you two to depend on each other, for you two to lean on each other, for you two to continually go to each other and work with one another. This brings unity. This grow, This helps the relationship grow. This brings intimacy. All that stuff, guys. Marriage is your number one ministry. Ministering unto you. Are you ministering unto your spouse? And so I just want to hit you guys with that verse. I also want to hit you guys with First uh, Peter chapter 3, 1 through 10. I mean, 1 through 6. And you know what? I'm going to hit you with, guys. I'm going to hit you with 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 4 through 8. Now, again, i done a series on this, and I needed I, I didn't get to get to 4 through 8, but I'll give you guys a little preview of what it's going to be like. So let me share my screen again. I should totally drink some water because I'm totally parched now, and I should totally go to bed. But anyways, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. So love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Guys, so how many of us are prideful? How many of us are so arrogant that we want what we want and we want it now and we forsake 
what our spouse wants just because they're not giving us what I want. You know, that's so immature. That's that's not that's what carnal Christians do. Carnal little people who don't know God. That's what unbelievers do. As a Christian, love is patient. Love is kind at all times. It does not envy. It does not boast. Right. It doesn't worry about what I want. It doesn't worry about me, 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 myself and I like it cares to serve. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Man, this goes back to everything we done said, man. This is the Bible, right? Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, right? Love never fails. Guys, marriage is your number one ministry. Is your love failing? Your love's not supposed to be failing. Like, will there be times in marriage where you'll be struggling and it feels like it's failing and you got to work towards it? Of course. But it always, it always perseveres. It always hopes for the best. It always trusts, even when you shouldn't be trusting, honestly, because you have faith in God. That's why, you know, because you have faith in what he can do. It's bigger than you. Marriage is your ministry. Are you putting, you, God's putting you in positions where you should be having faith in him, where you can only depend on him. And you can't depend on your spouse. You can't depend on your spouse and trust your spouse to do anything right, because all they do is fail you. So that's when you pray to God and ask God for help. That's when you go to church and go to marriage counseling and work at the marriage and work at the relationship. Guys, marriage takes work. It's not easy. Love takes work. You guys see what I'm saying? And when you work for it, it never fails. But if you don't do these things, if you're not patient with your spouse when they don't deserve the patience, and we're talking about your spouse, guys. We ain't even talking about unbelievers. We ain't even talking about the world. We're talking about your spouse, somebody that you married. They should be easy to love, right? And if they're not, you married, that's your, you made their choice. Now you made the bed. Now you got to lay in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So guys, man, that's why you got to be so critical with who you decide to marry. But I'll talk about that in this whole series that I'm talking about. But yeah, I just want to start off the whole entire series just talking about, you know, you know, ministering unto your spouse. Marriage is your number one ministry. So how are you doing with your marriage? How are you doing? And this is the Bible, guys, man. I love the Bible, man. If you get, you want marital counseling? First Corinthians chapter seven. You know, there's a lot of chapters, but that's what we're in right now. First Corinthians chapter seven was crazy on so many levels, right? So I pray that this message blessed you guys. I think I want to talk some more, but I need to just shut up and just keep on doing videos. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, let me go ahead and share my screen. But um, yeah, uh, follow all my social media platforms. You know, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. Also, I got a podcast. I'm on every podcast platform that you can think of. Upload Past Crossroads again. Sean Christopher Jenkins, my Facebook and LinkedIn page. Twitter, Snap, and Instagram is Troubled On Last. I'm also streaming live on Twitter, by the way, on Periscope. Um, yeah, Troubled On Last is my, you know, my Instagram, Snap, and Twitter page. And then my other Instagram page that I'm live on right now is my underscore day underscore Bible. And the Tumblr is Troubled On Last number one. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video, man. Uh, watch other videos. You can find them on my YouTube channel and on my IG stories uh, on my, you know, two Instagram pages. But yeah, guys, this series is going to be crazy. I pray that you just pray that God gives me the energy and the time, everything I need just to get these videos out. Because it's 40 verses, guys, in First Corinthians 7. 
There's so much. And I just wanted to do a little teaser of where things can go here. So, all right, you guys have a good one. I'll talk to you in a bit. All right, peace.